This is The Space Shot, episode 238, for January 7th, 2018. The Cosmosphere Podcast, episode 4, Triumph and Tragedy, part 1. Hey everyone, welcome to The Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Mulnix. Yesterday we learned of the passing of American astronaut John Young. I'm working on an episode specifically about John Young that will be out in the next few days. He lived an incredible life, and I'm looking forward to sharing some of his achievements with you. Today's episode is part one of the latest Cosmosphere podcast. Apologies in advance for some of the audio quality. I was recording in a workshop, so bear with me on the audio. This episode is a longer one, but there's some really cool historical tidbits in this episode that I wanted to share. One final update, SpaceX is scheduled to launch the Falcon 9 Zuma mission later tonight. I'm going to link to that live stream on Facebook, so be sure to follow the Space Shot on Facebook so you don't miss these announcements. Now, let's dive into the first part of the Cosmosphere podcast. Welcome to the Cosmosphere Podcast, Episode 4, Triumph and Tragedy. I'm your host, John Molnix, and I'm a volunteer at the Cosmosphere. You can catch me here on this podcast, as well as on my daily podcast, The Space Shot. The Cosmosphere Podcast is still new enough that your reviews will help make a big difference in how many people can find the show. We would love it if you could leave a review in iTunes or on Google Play Music. You can help spread the word about the incredible work that's done at the museum simply by leaving a review for the podcast. On the first Wednesday of each month, we dive into a new topic. This month, we're taking a trip to the Cosmosphere's Spaceworks facility. We'll also hear from Carla Stanfield about what's happening at the Cosmosphere this January. Then we're going to finish up this episode with my conversation with Brad Neust, the Director of Education at the Cosmosphere. We talked about some sad chapters in American spaceflight history and how NASA overcame those tragedies. One more thing before we get started today, if you'd like to find out more about the work that the Cosmosphere does, head to Cosmo.org and check out the information on the world-class education and outreach programs that are available. At the end of last year, my dad and I were lucky enough to have a tour of Spaceworks, and what follows is the audio from that visit. Without any further delay, let's head to Spaceworks. So this is, this is Spaceworks. Um, we, we've got two, two um, facilities. This is our, our 6,000 square foot high bay facility where the F1 engines um, were restored. Okay. And then the um, other building I'll take in uh, is, is the main shop. Okay. Um, so what the guys are presently doing is they are getting this area prepped um, for the uh, restoration of the original mission control consoles from awesome. uh, uh, NASA Johnson mm. Space Center. So Very cool. We'll bring all the consoles. This is Jack Graber. Hi, hey there. Nice to meet you guys. John does a podcast that um, he's been nice oh, enough cool. to volunteer 
uh, his time to showcase and highlight us. So um, part of what Great. he's doing is is uh, a segment on space work. But Jack, um, Jack is our director of technology, but as of January 1st, we'll be, uh, oversee our SpaceWorks division. Very cool. So Jack and Don, who's, who's hiding or getting the area prepped, so when, when uh, the contract um, gets signed, which we're hoping will be in the next couple of weeks, these guys will go down. And I don't know if you've been to Johnson Space yep, Center. Once. Okay. So the historic mission control, they'll, they'll go row by row and take a row at a time and bring those consoles here. And then, Will, this is Don Ike. Hi. Hi, Don. Hi, Don. For up moments. We'll take the consoles row at a time, bring them up here in, in about three months per row. Uh, they'll restore them. So literally go in and clean them, um, remove any corrosion that's there. When we first walked into the SpaceWorks facility, we were greeted by a jet engine from an SR-71 Blackbird that was covered by a large tarp. It took us a few minutes to walk around and just kind of get our bearings in the massive warehouse, and it was a really cool experience just soaking it all in for the first time. You just heard Jim Remar talking about some of the restoration process for the consoles that are located at the historic Mission Control Center in Houston. The Cosmosphere is going to be restoring the consoles of the MOKER, or the Mission Operations Control Room. Let's jump back in and hear Jim talk a little bit more about that process. Jack and, and the guys then will also reanimate them. So part of what NASA wants to do is, is when a visitor walks into the viewing room, the, the moker comes to life. And so these consoles light up. Yeah. And, um, we've, we've spent an enormous amount of time researching and talking to the flight controllers to understand how each console works and what it did, what buttons lit up, and what data would be on the screens. Mm-hmm. And so then the guys will recreate that, and there will be a, be a visitor experience to where the visitor comes in, and they'll see it, and then Moker will, you know, it'll be up you know as they come in and they'll see it what's going on and then um they'll hear the audio of the of the lunar landing and then the tv camera will you know the, the stuff cool. will come up on the screen so it's, wow you know it's it's uh, been neglected for how many years time, you know when, yeah. when they left after the um, shuttle early shuttle program and went to the to the new um operation they haven't done anything to it yeah. so um a, an architectural firm out of Houston has been hired to take the interior back to what it was during the Apollo 11 mission. So from the wallpaper, the carpet, to everything, the, what's on the consoles, and That's you cool. name it, it, it'll be back there. <laughs> and it's, uh, it, it'll be an awesome, awesome uh, preservation when it's all done. Wow. Uh, but along the walls, uh, just artifacts you know, from our collection. Um, we've got about 10,000 artifacts in the collection of which about... So it's like most museums, most of what you have yeah. is actually you can't display. Exactly. We've, okay. We only have about 8% uh, yeah. of the um, collection on display. Wow. Um, all the large stuff are, are obviously kept here. So this is like the, the J-58 engine from the... Uh, As you can probably tell, both my dad and I were like kids in a candy shop. <laughs> Here's one of the computers from the, from the uh, Mission Control. So you see all these consoles? These are all original Mission Control consoles as well. So most people recognize the, the Moker, the original Mission Control. But there was Moker 2, which was essentially the same thing, but it was, it was the guys who were literally reading the data. And so they were communicating to the front room guys, 
you know, the the they were back, never on TV. Exactly. The backroom <laughs> guys were just as important as the front room yeah, guys. It's not the front room so. guys. Exactly. The front room guys got all the glory. Yeah. That's awesome. And so these are the consoles from the back room. So they're identical to the, the front room consoles. So were those used just to kind of develop how you're going to restore the front room consoles? Great question. Um, we, we acquired these, I don't know, back in the 90s at some point. NASA accessed all of the all of these out of their property didn't want them anymore instead of preserving them so cosmosphere acquired all of them they've been literally sitting in this warehouse for the last probably 20 years um, just recently we um, worked on two movie projects one i can't talk to you about but the other is first man okay so jack reanimated 16 consoles yeah that will be Mission Control for First Man, which is the production on uh, Neil Armstrong's um, life. The the movie that, uh, oh, uh, Ryan Gosling is Neil Armstrong. Yeah, that'll um, be fun. So yeah. what was great about it was it really allowed the guys to get an understanding of, of how the consoles worked. And so it was it was a trial run for us. Um, That's great. And we, yeah, we got to get paid to do it, and our consoles will now star in a movie. One of the highlights of the Spaceworks tour for me was being able to see the turbo pump component from one of the F1 engines that was recovered as part of the F1 engine restoration project. This is um, one of the recovered pieces from the F1 expedition. This is a turbo pump. Can I touch it? Yeah. So what's the metal of this? It's uh, mostly uh, Inconel. Inconel. So it's a composite with ceramic and stuff too, right? No, it's 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 a a cast. Oh, it's um, actually cast. And what what you're seeing is just the the corrosion. That's just the corrosion. Yeah, I was I was telling John that depending on where they found it, um, there there were two, three things really that that would attack it: electrolytic activity, um, but in this case, uh, it would be calcium and salt. Hmm. That's just bizarre to me because you think of. To, you know, tooling with aircraft and stuff. Right. You know, pieces being cut out of a hard, blo- a solid block. Yeah. I just can't think of very many space. During the tour of SpaceWorks, Jim also detailed some of the ideas that they have for the redesign of the Cosmosphere. We're in the process of um, a capital campaign to raise funds uh, to redo the museum. So as 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 you go through, I mean, it's tired. It's, yeah. it's it needs some TLC. Yeah. Uh, so what we want to do is is basically gut the museum and then open it up because there's there's a lot of winding activity and in, in, in some cases it's because all the graphics and information is backlit yeah um, so we want to open it up and then really open the artifacts up to where you, the public can really get around because yeah i was seeing, telling him that's what know, i thought in some yeah. cases it'd be nice to go all right. the way around that yeah. piece of, and that's part of our plan and then you know put some interactivity in there um create some immersive environments and then take the the text where if you want to spend 15 minutes if you want to spend an hour if you want to spend all day you know yeah. there's something for everybody yeah um, and so we're we're really excited about that because we really feel it will allow our museum to to be even more appreciated than what it presently is after looking at the artifacts engineering mock-ups and all of the goodies that they have in their high bay facility it was time to move to the next part of the spaceworks facility but before we got there we took a short walk outside I'll take you into that. Yeah, yeah. great shop. Nice Thank to meet you, you gentlemen. Sure, nice to meet you guys. You bet. See you again. Oh, yeah. Sure. Take care.
that is an Agena. Yeah, that's what John said. Yep. Look at the Agena yep. as we drop them. And I, it doesn't, I don't necessarily remember that was what that's. Because like malfunctioned. Yeah. What was it, Jimmy? Yep. Was this this was an unmanned yeah. type of unmanned? Yep. Okay, that yeah. is um, a hydrogen tank from the service module. So the the big hydrogen tank at the center of the service module, the command service yeah, module. Yeah, that's what this is. Mm. And then those tanks over there, those are um, fuel and, and oxygen tanks. So that would have been on the descent section of the LEM. The malfunctioning Agena that I had in mind was part of the Gemini 9 mission. I was a little bit preoccupied with all of the other space artifacts that were there, so I couldn't pull that fact off the top of my head. With the short walk outside done, we made our way into the other workshop at the Spaceworks facility. So your your people who have that do the restoration. I mean, obviously they have to know how to weld. They, they have to do. know how to fabricate yep. in certain so things, gotta, and they they've got to be able to to um, machine, uh, bend metal, work with metal, weld, uh, work with wood, make molds, um, paint. Yeah, that's pretty much you know that that's what we 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 don't if we were to hire a new technician. <laughs> we wouldn't. We wouldn't necessarily go and look for somebody who knew about an artifact per se. We would want a hands-on skills a hands type. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and all these guys come with a varying degree of, of skill set and background. Um, you know, Dale, who's driving the truck, is a master mechanic, but he's also a, a finished carpenter and has taught himself how to how to weld and paint. And yeah. um, you know, Don, the guy he met out there, he. He uh, was, you know, laid tile and did window glazing and things like that. I mean, so you just, you, you can't teach somebody how to, how to do a skill per se, but you can teach them about an artifact. And once they learn about the artifact and understand how it was made and, and what went into it, then they can apply the skill that they know to whether it's the restoration, the replication. I gotta, I gotta show you guys this piece. Oh, these are interesting. So this this is this is a Bendex mobility test article, and this was one of the um, companies that Marshall Space Flight Center invited to develop a prototype of the lunar roving vehicle. And at the time, Marshall was under the control of Werner von Braun, and here he is driving the Bendex. Wow! So that's Werner that's, von Braun yep, driving. Yep, right sitting there. right there driving this wow. vehicle. Wow! So NASA invited a number of, of companies uh, to develop a prototype of what That's the lunar cool. rover um, would, could look like. And so hmm. this particular company is a company called Bendex Corporation, uh, and this was the prototype that they came up with as, as to what a LRV uh, might, might look wow. like. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. So this, wheels. Yeah, isn't it crazy? <laughs> yeah, that's just... Yeah. Yeah, because those are the wheels. Yeah. So they're spring. They're spring. Yep. Oh, so my this is, gosh. It's yeah. owned by the Smithsonian, but it was sitting in Huntsville, Alabama. Yeah. Uh, at the U.S. Uh, Space and Rocket Center. And so we brought it up here. Um, so you just charged with restoring it then? We, yeah, but un unfortunately, um, 
a museum hasn't stepped up that wants to display it. Oh. I'm linking to the picture of Dr. Von Braun driving that mobility test article in the show notes. The wheels do kind of look like a wagon wheel, and it is a interesting rover design. After checking out the Bindex Corporation mobility test article, we wrapped up our tour, and it was time to say goodbye. So that's, that's space works. What a that's neat awesome thing to get me. behind the scenes. Thank Absolutely. you so much. My pleasure. Thank it's you. fantastic. Appreciate My pleasure. It. Over the coming months, we're going to have some more SpaceWorks content, so be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any of those episodes. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'd appreciate it if you could leave a review on iTunes. If you do that, screenshot the review and send it to me at John Mulnix, pretty much everywhere on the internet, and I'll shoot you a little Space Shot sticker and a thank you. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button, that way you don't miss any of the daily episodes. As always, the show notes have more information on today's episode. You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix. I'm always up to chat. You can also connect with me on Facebook. Just search the space shot or click the link in the show notes. Tomorrow, part two of the latest Cosmosphere podcast and a recap of tonight's launch and latest Star Trek episode. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.